Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're listening to this from. This is John Sane here, one half of the Expansive Podcast. I am joined by Eric Kruger, Axel's father and shaved head man in Joburg. What's up, Eric? I've been deciding whether I need to get my hair grown back. Dan is all for it. I'm thinking I need to just stick to this. I don't know. What's your opinion? My opinion is you must keep your wife happy. That's my opinion, bro. <laughs> Probably a good answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember an old friend of mine, he was growing his hair. I saw him like Shay. I said to him, Shay, why are you growing your hair, bro? He says, my wife likes it. I was like, okay, enough said. Enough That's said. fine. I didn't, I didn't think it looked good. I thought it looked terrible. So my wife wants me to grow it. I was like, okay, there we go then. That's fine. You go ahead and okay. grow it. Thank you for the input. How's it going then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, so from now on, any answer that you need, I'm on your wife's side. Okay, cool. I'm on your fiance's side. Yeah, yeah, okay. Such a sage wisdom. Cool. That's why I enjoy spending time with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, uh, things so are, what's happening things in Joburg, are good. Man? Um, yeah, moving forward, uh, think week is done. Next week's already upon us. And uh, importantly, tomorrow, future preparedness launches, right? How are you feeling? Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm feeling really good. Um, a new way to package our work and bring it across to people. Uh, we've had, we've been oversubscribed. So nice. we've got about well 20. Yeah. Thank you. Close to 30 people. We've had to turn away some people. So really excited. Uh, so yeah, future preparedness tomorrow. And you were telling me offline that you also oversubscribed to think week next week, uh, the following week. Yeah. But you know, I think we've both kind of gotten to the place where what we actually want is to have multiple codes running at the same time. Um, and I think that's going to be the real power of this is that the more people we get in and the more we can network and introduce people to other people, like that's, you know, that's going to be a real power part of this. So the more people, the merrier, but obviously one cohort can't be too big. So I think multiples will be the way to go moving forward. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm looking at different timelines, mm. like time zones. I mean, mm. so uh, if, we can, if we can have international cohorts, yeah, I think it'll mm. work. I like this early morning, first hour. I think it's, important get your fresh day I, I don't think they should I, I for me i mean i wouldn't want to do a coaching I session agree. at like i don't know two in the afternoon yeah. my brain's already like tired you know mm. so um okay so uh well done to both of us um for, <laughs> <laughs> for reinventing what we do um and, and 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 i guess all our listeners have watched us reinvent experiments break down and burn and try again with many different things and we continue to do so this podcast being one of them and thank goodness this one has got some traction behind it and mm. we're not just talking to ourselves well if you can so, also just uh, punt it a bit more yeah. in your talks i'd really appreciate that i'm just going to put it out there for all the <laughs> listeners to hear <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty too so i, I mean i'm putting it on myself as well <laughs> Yeah, I think we, we, it was that it was that other breakfast uh, Zoom call we did. You were like, John, don't forget you're part of the expansion podcast. You know, I was like, yeah. <laughs> so um, yes, yes, I will. I will Thank put you. it forward. Thank my you. apologies. My apologies. Did um, you tell Moscow about us? Uh, who? Moscow. Moscow. Oh, Yuval Harari. Yuval Harari. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, in fact, I didn't. You I'm see. sorry. I, I need to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I failed. I failed. Okay, I'll change it. I'll change it. Okay. So, um, so we're going to talk today about transformation, and um, I think we can see the world is in a massive transformation. Uh, just today, uh, I woke up and watched uh, the ongoings on Twitter and in America, and what is going on there, where they are quite literally burning that country, imploding it. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I got, I got to be honest with you, I agree. I mean, I think it's 
I think it's a long time coming. I think that systemic racism is just not cool. Um, in South Africa, anybody who even tries that, that sort of thing, society's all over you. Unfortunately, America, they have quite a big cohort of racists. So it kind of has had its own fuel and own sort of numbers that have propelled it. So as we find ourselves in this transformation, um, any, any comments on that transformation before we get going, Eric? Yeah, listen, I mean, we, you know, it's just insane. Like just seeing what's happening um, and seeing the leadership that's coming out of it, which is none. Well, the, the um, lack of. Yeah, <laughs> which is none. Of, yeah. <laughs> um, mm. it, it's horrendous. Like just to, but you know, it, it serves as a way, I think, and I, I mentioned this in, in Think Week, is that very often we get to what we want by just making it so explicitly clear what we don't want. And the more you see examples yeah. of like what we don't want as leadership, the more we can create a world where we have the leadership that we actually do want. Mm. So, well yeah, it's, uh, but it's, it is absolutely insane what's happening. Yeah, it's really, it's really watching an, an empire implode in front of our eyes mm. all over social media and online is just quite a surreal thing besides the pandemic. I mm. mean, let's not even forget that we're in a global pandemic right now, but the world's most powerful country is imploding. And yeah. so, yep. So the next empire, is being birthed. So in this concept of transformation, as we can see it on a global stage, as well as our own personal places, because I think each and every one of us are going through our own very personal, fast tracking of our transformation because of COVID. And it really is great because everything was underlying as being magnified. I wrote about this in Future Now, is that if you were anxious before, you're even more anxious mm. now. If you were angry before, you're even more angry now. If you were sick before, you might even die now because of COVID. So all of these things are coming to the surface. And so I was asked recently to um, sit on a panel um, about my spiritual work, which I found quite a um, odd request because I've, I'm often asked to speak about the future mm. and maybe some human psychology or motivation or inspiration or whatever the case may be, but never really spirituality. And the lady who asked me to sit on the panel was somebody that has I've worked with quite a lot on my sort of spiritual life. And her name is Angela Deichman. She's helped me in many, many different ways. And now we are both fans of Dr. Joe Dispenza. In fact, we were in Dubai together with her family and I. We had a few meals together during the workshops. But she phoned me and she said to me, look, I'd like to remind you that 10 years ago when you started working with me, you, in a, one of our very first sessions, said that you wanted to be a global speaker and you wanted to do it on a grand scale. And uh, just this week, I shared a stage with Yuval Harari, Robin Sharma, who's your least favorite guy, but Robin <laughs> Sharma and, um, and uh, Nasib Taleb and a whole bunch of other people, which was just outstanding and astounding for me in both ways. But she messaged me and said, look, uh, look what just happened. And 10 years ago, you put that in. But I want to speak to you about spirituality. And so I went for a run yesterday morning and I started thinking about this concept of spirituality because I think it carries with it so many connotations and most, a lot of people can get turned off by the word and some people are like really into the word, maybe too much into the word. So I wanted to try and figure out what spirituality meant to me. And kind of where I came down to was you have two types of relationships. You have a tertiary relationship and a primary relationship. And I'm talking with yourself mm. and the world. And so what your, your primary relationships are, uh, the things, the contracts, the agreements that you have with yourself around how you see money, how you see sexuality, how you see power, how you see color, how you see, and I'm talking race, mm. how you see your own connection to God or whatever you want to call it. The tertiary relationships is what degree do you get? 
How do you look? Where do you live? Uh, how much money do you make? Or what, what's your potential in making that sort of money? And so what does your career look like? What degrees do you have? And I thought to myself, you know, is spirituality in the very basics of it for me is these primary re relationships we have with ourselves. Because no matter how successful you are in your tertiary world, if you have a bad relationship with men or with money or with your body, those primary relationships are the things that you need to be working on so that your tertiary relationships can shine, expand, mm. grow, and catalyze into the future. But when you don't have your spirituality, open inverted commas and close them, otherwise known as primary relationships, then you're actually just living in an empty vessel because your foundations are broken. And mm. I know this because in my 20s, I was hugely successful. When I say successful, I had lots of money, but my relationship with money was terrible. So I, I couldn't hold on to the money. You know, it just disappeared mm. because I didn't have the capacity to hold on to it with. So... So after doing a lot of that self soul searching and, and sort of thinking about what I want to say there. And then yesterday I had a really emotional day, you know, and, um, quite a lot of crying. And, and this morning on my run, I started thinking about what a watershed day it was. And I was thinking, what a magical word. If you think about it, watershed. I mean, my water coming up my ear duck, uh, my ear duck. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> My, <laughs> yeah, take me to hospital. I got a disease. <laughs> my eye ducks um, was water shed shedding my old mm. self. And when I got down to the end of the day, I did a meditation. And and just just for the listeners, if you don't know, I've embarked on a three week breathwork meditation course as well, which is really brought up a lot. And the culmination of being asked to speak at the spiritual sort of uh, platform, uh, the breath work and the watershed day yesterday, I started to realize that I was saying goodbye to the old me. And it was, it was a day of sobbing. I was just so sad to say goodbye to old relationships and in fact, just the old me, my perspective of the old world. And it was an emotional day. I mean, I couldn't stop crying and sobbing and just releasing. And and I think when you become quite aware of why you're sobbing and you realize that it's a cleaning away of an old um, way of thinking or an old uh, perspective. Mm. And the culmination even further is today's three-year passing of my, my dog, Heike, uh, which again was just a, a goodbye to the old world that I had with my my good friend, Superdog. And so all of it coming together in this beautiful orchestra of transformation. Mm. And um, you had some profound words around transformation, Erica, that you were sharing with me offline. And I think that really be helpful to, because they really helped me a lot, it's just to help to extend this concept of transformation whether it's in a spiritual form or not, I think it's mm. all kind of transformation, right? So, yeah, that's that's kind of where my heart's at. I, I'll come back to that in a second. Um, a couple of things that I want to touch on just quickly. So, it's interesting to me that it's been a 10-year-long journey for you. Um, and I often, like, I, I can just imagine the amount of uh, deep inner work that has had to happen in 10 years. And, you know, like, well done on that, so number one. Um, but number two, <laughs> it's just also... You know, we always think that things are going to happen so quickly. Um, and that mm. actually it just, it takes time and it takes time to rewire mm. old patterns and it takes time to create the life that we want. And it's always just a good reminder to also see that 
what people create is more meaningful because it has taken time to get there. What, like, is there a reflection well, for you on, on 10 years of doing this kind of work? Well, you know, I remember the night I started meditating. Uh, the night I started meditating was I got an email from a old business partner that was vicious. And I could see the end of my um, house, business, cars. I, 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 saw, I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to start crumbling. Because I'd already run out of money and I was living in a beautiful house in Bryanston and I knew that was going to get taken away and I had a sports car and I knew that I could just see it in slow motion. And I started the meditation that night, mm. that very night. I was like, okay, I need to start meditating. And so, yeah, I think it's been an incredible, even you highlighting it, that it's been that long. It didn't dawn on me that it has been that long, but it's actually been around 15 years of work. I think the intentionality of becoming a global speaker and doing it at a scale that I want to make a maximum impact. That kind of is about 10 years old. Mm. I think so, you know, but uh, yeah, you know, like any artist, you know, if you think about an artist, it's just such depth of work. It's depth. Mm. And I think the world requires more wisdom and less cleverness and more depth and less shooting for the stars without the depth. Mm. Cool. Listen, so that was number one. Number two is when you, when you started doing all this sort of spiritual work for yourself, was money the first thing that you worked on or was there something else? Yeah, you know, so funny. Yeah, it's such a good question, Eric. Uh, do you coach, Eric? I mean, that's such a great question. <laughs> Not one-on-one. -on -one. So, um, just, just, yeah, exactly. Just by the way, Eric has stopped all one-on-one -on -one coaching. Yeah, after, after a coaching session with me on that. So, uh, <laughs> so um, you know, I, I remember secretly doing all my spiritual works so I could make more money. <laughs> and I remember Angela, uh, Angela, in fact, wrote a newsletter and said, look, all of you that are doing all your spiritual work to make more money, let me explain to you, you're doing it for the exact wrong reasons. <laughs> and, and, and I guess, you know, it's a transition phase between old to new is like, your idea of success was to have money, only to have money, to show your money. And so what can I do to do that? And so my first step into spirituality was, well, okay, I want to get better at what my old me was. Mm. And then slowly you start to realize that you don't need to accentuate your old you. You need to actually build a new way of coming at the world. Mm. And I think this is what you were, this is your beautiful point of transition mm. is this point of goodbye, mm. you know, that the sadness of, and that was my day yesterday was a, a day of sadness of goodbye, you mm. know? And, uh, yeah. So yeah, it was initially about money. You know, um, so I, I've been writing this new talk or just a new part to a talk called leadership in transit. And I mean, obviously we know that if you, if you're going through changes externally in the world, that it needs to be accompanied by certain internal changes as well. But I think often, especially in an environment like we are now where you kind of feel rushed to make changes because otherwise the world might run away from you. We forget that we need to also allow and afford people time for that inner transition. And so what I was kind of mentioning to you is that there's this, these three parts to the transition. And it's, it's poetic because it starts with an ending. And so the ending is um, acknowledging what is coming to an end and actually verbalizing it. And I think for many, I won't go into like the full story, but I think many leaders and teams, for example, in this time, also need to look at the old world and say goodbye to it. Like you need to almost have a ritual about it. Um, Cause I think that's what rituals allow us to do to like create something physical and then send it off. And so we were joking about like 
burning your bridges and and yeah. um, having one last look. Burning so, your ships. Burning your ships. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah burning your ships. Yeah. Or, or just having like a, a one last loving look at something. Or like, you know, we were speaking about exes. Like, I'm sure if you've had an ex before, at some point you've taken all the love letters, put them into a fire and like burned them, <laughs> right? Yes. Because there's like, yeah. there's something physical that we do that transitions us then from um, this this ending to what they call the neutral zone. And in the neutral zone, mm. you are wondering, you aren't sure what the future is going to be, but you are busy reconfiguring and reorientating your inner world. And eventually after introspection, sitting with it, creating clarity, you get to the point where you go into the new beginning. And in the new beginning, you then, you've formed a different identity. You are accelerating change. You have more clarity about where you want to go. And so obviously you just, you feel a lot more in control of your life again. And I think, I mean, I don't want to bring it back to leaders and teams this whole time. And so I'm just going to sort of bookmark it just to say that as a leader and as part of a team, you need to know that people might be in different stages of this, just like they would be with the Kubler-Ross grief cycle, for example. And that as a leader, you can't just lead change. You need to lead transitions as well. Mm. And I'm pausing there for effect. Well, isn't... Isn't, yeah, no, it's a great one. I mean, geez, I, I was just, I get goosebumps. <laughs> but no, look, uh, no, but I, I love, I love what you said. There's change is transition. Mm. So there's, uh, do you think there's, there's big goodbyes and there's small goodbyes all the way along? Yeah. And, and yeah. if you're not good at, at letting go, then your change transformation program's useless. You know, I was listening to, um, to your talk that you did for AWS, uh, with suits and yeah. sneakers. And the one thing that I think we are so aligned on is that security is gone. Certainty is gone. Mm. It's never, mm. it's, it's not coming back. And so what it means is that we have to perpetually operate in an environment where things are beginning and ending and beginning and ending and beginning and ending. And so that's why I think in the external world, we call that change. In the internal world, we call that transition. So mm. as a leader, and this is kind of the, the, the introduction to this talk as well is that and I keep saying leader, I don't want to make it but business, but we need to know that as people leading people, we need substance and depth, meaning that we need to, we need to be able to lead a transition. But we also need leaders who are brave enough to step into the unknown and go with the change, right? So you need to be mm. able to do both. And I think many of us are really good at change. And maybe you have people who are very good at being empathetic and like leading the transition and like... Mm. I don't know if you can how this can see this starting to come together as hybrid vigor. We have men who might lead into the future and women who are more empathetic and obviously flipped yeah. around as well. And that's why I keep coming back to this idea that maybe when we start putting things together and it's not one or the other, that that's how we actually the most adept in this world and how we, mm. we operate the best. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, you're right. I think, I, I, you know, I've, I've read a lot about the balance of masculine and feminine mm. within ourselves to be able to have the best, most elegant approach to life mm. because too much masculinity is not great and too much femininity, that's just, that's that balance. Mm. You know, it's that, it's that beautiful balance of logic and empathy, mm. of drive and patience. And it's that mix that I think is something that the world is really striving for. And we can see the implosion yeah. in America is the death of the young boy and that ambitious, we are the best, the best country in the world. That's like a, that's like a chant of a, of a high school uh, rugby team. Mm. You know? 
It's like, okay, dude, like, yes, at a teenage level, that makes sense. But when you grow up, you realize that it's collaboration. It's not, it's like, it's, mm. it can't be just about you all the time, you know? And so, yes, within ourselves and my watershed day yesterday, within organizationals saying goodbye to the, the past in global ways where we're starting to see the goodbye to the empire that was America. All of these transitions are happening right now. So I think the point of the podcast today was if you're having a sad day or if you're having an angry day, if you have, this is part of the transition. Mm. You know, you've got to, you've got to also maybe, and I think I'm very big on this, but I have lots of burning rituals, mm. you know, so I burn things, I write things down, I sacrifice things to Mother Earth. I, I, I go through, I learned a lot from the Peruvian people in, in when I spent time in Peru. It's like these rituals bringing in the elements of earth, mm. you know, soil and, and wind and, and fire and air and water. These elements really do make a lot. They, 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 they're what makes us up. It's where we live. And so utilizing the elements as a way to say goodbye to things and to birth new things is just a, it's a beautiful process for mm. yourself and cathartic to say the least. Mm. Listen, I love it. And I think, you know, we all need to get better at, at the transitions because they are never ending. We are constantly deconstructed and then reconstructed again. And actually that is the way to live your life because you need to, that's also how we just become better at who we are and how we reinvent who we are. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a meaningful journey to go on, but that meaningful journey requires you to not only do things in the external world, but also to sit down. And I think to come back to your point, to work on those primary relationships. Mm, yeah. The primary relationships mm. are key. So mm. yeah. Amazing. Nice one, Eric. That was a good, that was a good session. Thanks, Thanks. brother. Thanks to you as well. Thanks very much. And have okay. a good day. And okay. to all our listeners, um, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Go check out theexpansive.com. I'm just doing a quick uh, little run through for John so that we need some <laughs> podcasts, he know what to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, this feels like, it feels like I'm in a relationship and I don't speak about my girlfriend enough in public. <laughs> Hey, why didn't you mention me? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. Uh, everyone, uh, thank you for checking out the podcast. And John, I'll speak okay. to you again next week, brother. Okay. Ciao, man. <laughs>